Welcome to Herbally Yours, an adventure into the world of natural medicine. Here is your host, Dr. Ellen Kamai, the natural nurse who will help you take the leap to ultimate wellness. Greetings, and thank you so much for joining me, Ellen Kamai, the natural nurse, for another edition of Herbally Yours, here on the voice of Nassau Community College, 90.3 WHPC and WHPC HD. Herbally Yours brings you the latest information about the many facets in the world of natural living. And today we will be interviewing Dr. John Kayser. Dr. Kayser is on the clinical faculty, University of California Medical School, San Francisco, and is the chief medical officer for KPAX Pharmaceuticals, a privately held biotechnology company that is pioneering medicines to strengthen immune function and support optimal energy metabolism. These therapies have applications for those with compromised immune function, such as HIV and chronic fatigue, as well as for supporting energy and overall wellness. In addition, Dr. Kayser presents for InnoVision Professional Media, and will be presenting at conferences for integrative medical professionals. The topic that we will be exploring today with Dr. Kaiser is inflammation, cooling the heat, and also uh, the fact that inflammation is the driver of the aging process. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Kaiser. Uh, you're very welcome, and it's Kaiser Ellen. Okay. Kaiser. Well, thank you for thank you for correcting me. Thank you. Now, how did you get involved in more of a natural path? Because I'm sure with the educational background that you have, you had more of a conventional model in terms of education. Well, that's true. Uh, when, but it, it dates back to medical school. When I was in medical school uh, and was being taught about how to just target drugs and surgery and chemotherapy at disease, uh, I would often ask, you know, well, what are things the patient can do to help uh, strengthen their immune system, improve their gut functioning, things like that? And the instructors thought those were very excellent questions, but they didn't have any good answers. And since uh, I come from a philosophy background where you speak the truth, I went out searching for better answers. And about uh, four blocks away from the medical school was a really great uh, goldmine of information in, in the form of a health food store. So I got a, a part-time job through medical school managing this health food store, and I just started to soak up all of the information in the books um, about the uh, products, talking to the clients who uh, had been you know, using the products, unpacking herbs, it was really a gold mine of information, and that's when I decided I was going to combine the two schools of thought. And it turns out you get a better outcome when you combine, when you have more tools to use and you put them together. Dr. Kaiser, that's an inspirational story. 
because as I've traveled around the country for many, many decades and very often educating health food store employees in how to use various kinds of herbs, understand them, the science behind them, um, many of them said they were looking for a career and they would not even consider going into medicine because they felt it was so much the antithesis of what they're finding is the truth. So it's interesting to me that you were able to bring both of those worlds together. Well, um, back then, which is about 25, 30 years ago, it, it was really true that there was uh, a huge divide between uh, practitioners who wanted to use natural medicine and uh, standard allopathic doctors or Western doctors. And, but over the past couple of decades, two to three decades, there, there's less of a wall, and there's a lot more people in the middle. Uh, I lecture at many conferences every year to integrative doctors. You have more doctors uh, coming into the field of integrative medicine. And uh, just so your listeners know, what used to be called holistic medicine is now uh, more aptly called integrative medicine because we we are holistic and we uh, still, you know, try and do things naturally, but the goal is to put together the best individualized treatment program, and that usually sits on a foundation of diet, uh, supplements, herbs, acupuncture, whatever natural methods uh, are appropriate. And truthfully, what the, what the evidence is supporting at this point of time is the is the model that you're discussing, Dr. Kaiser, I will call that good medicine because you really see people get well. And isn't that what we all got involved in this career path for in the first place? Uh, Absolutely. And and what's missing from, from conventional medicine is there's such focus on treating the disease, but there is a far less focus on supporting the health of the individual. And that's, that's where natural therapies come in. You can really uh, make a big difference in the health of the individual as a whole, as well as different systems of the body, the immune system, the nervous system, the gut, uh, through natural intervention. And one thing that you talk about is the fact that these systems really work together cumulatively. And I believe that's what you're talking about at the up-and-coming conference that's being uh, run by InnoVision Professional Media in terms of inflammation. So let's talk about that. A lot of people think of inflammation as being only something perhaps suffered by someone with arthritis, but it's so much more than that. Well, it is, and, and I would go even further and say most people think that inflammation is only bad because we hear it associated with uh, heart disease uh, is higher in people who have chronic inflammation and uh, cancer is higher in, in people with chronic inflammation. So we think an inflammation causes pain and swelling, right, if you uh, sprain your ankle. That's inflammation. You're, you see it right in front of your eyes. However, there's, there's a positive purpose to the inflammatory process. And when it occurs in the acute setting, such as with a sprained ankle, the goal is for the immune system to go in there, protect the damaged, the damaged tissues, 
clean up the damage, keep it from getting infected, and help it heal. Uh, that's acute inflammation. However, uh, if you were to go out and sprain your ankle every day or every two days, uh, there'd be a worse problem and, and you'd cause permanent damage. And that is when inflammation becomes chronic. And so what we really need to uh, guard against is chronic inflammation, inflammation that is ongoing year after year, which uh, we can trace back to, to other uh, to health habits, to things like smoking, poor diet. Uh, we can trace that back, and we need to kind of break the cycle if we want people uh, to heal and get better. And I do think that's an interesting topic in terms of we are supposed to have built-in mechanisms that once the inflammatory response is initiated due to some kind of stress, like you mentioned, uh, something like an acute sports injury, then the body knows, okay, we took care of this issue and turns off that inflammatory response. But why is it that so often that, that we see even leading towards autoimmune disease where that mechanism, the turnoff valve, seems to become dysregulated. Right. So um, I want to go back one step uh, at a time. So the first step I want to go back from this uh, chronic inflammatory state is what causes the chronic inflammatory state. And, and we know there's tremendous uh, body of research which shows that oxidative stress, the release of free radicals from all of these damaged cells is what turns on the inflammatory response. So um, the, the behaviors or the exposures that are causing uh, the release of free radicals and oxidative stress in the tissues uh, can, can vary. So the most obvious one, uh, and, and I, I like to use a few different examples, but the most obvious one is the inflammation in the lungs from smoking. So if a person smokes half a pack of cigarettes a day, that's, that's 10 cigarettes a day, they, in that smoke, they are uh, just directly inhaling uh, free radicals and carcinogens and toxins. And so when that smoke goes into the lungs, the lungs try and protect themselves with an inflammatory response. And if all you did was smoke 10 cigarettes one day of your life, the inflammatory response would help clear out all that uh, toxins and, and damage. However, as we all know, that's not what smokers do. They do it day after day after day after day. And the level of oxidative stress in damaged cells uh, never abates. And so the infl inflammation never abates. And it's the inflammation that then makes it much more likely that cells become cancerous. So there's this continuum between what you're doing to your body or what you're exposed to a buildup of oxidative stress, this ongoing inflammatory response, and then the body just withers after a certain point, 
and can no longer keep itself healthy. And then you have this terrible event occur, whether it's a heart attack or a diagnosis of cancer. But if you trace it back, it was due in the first place to the behaviors, the oxidative stress, inflammation for many years. And we can only focus on treating the end part of the cycle. We have to go work our way up the chain and intervene earlier. With There are definitely ways to intervene earlier and break the cycle. What a great explanation. So it's, it's thing, all kinds of stressors that can turn on that oxidative uh, stress response. Well, yes, and, and the example of smoking is the most obvious example because I don't think any, let, let's just use physicians as an example, I don't think any physicians uh, or healthcare practitioners would argue that when you light a cigarette and smoke the whole thing, that you're, de- you're creating damage and inflammation and oxidative stress. It's very obvious. But there are other things that uh, raise the level of oxidative stress in our bodies. And it starts with the kind of diet we eat. If we eat a diet that's unhealthy uh, in its fat consumption, the wrong kind, like trans fats, uh, things that are in fast food, fried foods, uh, junk food, or lots and lots of sugar. If we eat that kind of diet, we are directly increasing our uh, acidification and our level of oxidative stress in our body. So diet is the first place to look. Um, and those kinds of diets are not giving yourselves the high levels of antioxidants, vitamins, and other nutrients that the cells use to counteract the buildup of oxidative stress. We have to get those from fruits and vegetables. So the diet is the first place to look, but I'll just kind of uh, throw another example. People who take prescription drugs are, uh, these prescription drugs, some of which I'll mention in just a second, are known to raise oxidative stress levels. The most common one is Tylenol. Acetaminophen, uh, taken regularly, has an effect on an enzyme in the liver which prevents its ability to manage oxidative stress. That's why if a person overdoses on acetaminophen, the antidote is a potent antioxidant known as N-acetylcysteine or NAC. So if a person's taking um, acetaminophen regularly, if they're taking um, cholesterol-lowering medication like statins regularly, they are inhibiting their cell's ability to manage oxidative stress, and they invariably have higher levels of oxidative stress And what does that do? Like we said in the beginning, that leads to chronic inflammation 
and chronic inflammation leads to even worse things. Well, thank so, you so much for that explanation. We're going yeah. to go just for a one-minute break or so right here on Herbally Yours. And I want to tell you listeners that you are listening to Herbally Yours on the voice of Nassau Community College, 90.3 WHPC. For more information on this or any other program you hear on WHPC, our contact information is 516-572-7438 or email whpc at ncc.edu. Stay tuned. Herbally Yours will be right back. And welcome back once again to more right here on The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z on the voice of Nassau Community College, Herbally Yours, 90.3 WHPC. Today, we are so happy to have as our guest, Dr. John Kaiser. And we're happy to know how to pronounce his name correctly and also share with you that you can find out more at John Kaiser.com. That's J-O-N-K-A-I-S-E-R. That's a very good way to find out what Dr. Kaiser is up to and to connect with him. So thank you so much for being our guest today. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm interested in your project about K-Pax Pharmaceuticals. Um, I know you're working on uh, trying to put together some really excellent interventions that would be very helpful for people who have chronic immune disorders. Absolutely. So uh, the company that I founded about 10 years ago, Kpax Pharmaceuticals, and more information is kpaxpharmaceuticals.com, um, we began to look at this Topic of this problem of rising levels of oxidative stress as being um, a driver of uh, immune problems, of uh, uh, brain issues such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. And we decided to use the experience I had in treating these diseases to uh, try to develop a formula of antioxidants and micronutrients that could ultimately get FDA approved for use in helping to treat these diseases. So our first research study uh, used what is now uh, called as K-Pax immune. We used this immune formula to try and strengthen the immune systems of uh, AIDS patients. This was about 10 years ago. And in just 12 weeks, 
we showed compared to placebo that this micronutrient, this cocktail of antioxidants and micronutrients improve the immune system in AIDS patients by 24% in just three, uh, in just 12 weeks. So then we decided to try and use this to help people with uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and have completed two research studies showing that when combined with a mild uh, stimulant, such as either caffeine or a prescription stimulant, that it made the stimulant safer and more effective at helping people with alertness problems and with chronic fatigue. And so with this research data that we've accumulated, we are now uh, working to get our, uh, our treatment FDA approved to help people with chronic fatigue and the brain fog and alertness problems that these patients uh, experience. And it's only by supporting the body with the right nutrients at the same time that you uh, stimulate the, the nervous system that you get the, the proper balance and, and an effective treatment. Most likely, that's an excellent idea and, and a wonderful approach. And of course, if it was an integrative practitioner dealing with someone, still the thought of just using a pill, and I'm not sure if in your study you made no other changes and were able to actually see a difference just with that combination. Well, so this is, this is uh, the thing. I, I would completely agree 100% that the best possible improvement um, with any intervention starts with improvements in uh, diet and stress and exercise and things like that. However, my goal is to get conventional medicine to uh, first accept and then embrace uh, the addition of natural interventions. And my uh, belief is that if I can get this treatment FDA approved, which uh, relies on uh, substantial dosages of N-acetylcysteine and alpha-lipoic acid and acetyl-L-carnitine plus others, that having it out on the market and being prescribed by doctors uh, could really swing the balance and improve the um, uh, the credibility of integrative medicine. So, you know, everybody, I think, is working on different aspects of uh, trying to get it more used and accepted. But uh, if I could get the FDA to, uh, uh, to be interested and enthusiastic about an integrative treatment, uh, I think it'll help move, uh, move the needle, if you will. Yeah, and it's wonderful that this is going on. I lectured yesterday at a conference at Holy Cross Hospital in um, Fort La Lauderdale, Florida, and it was actually to a group of anesthesiologists, but they invited me to be the, the presenter on one particular aspect of natural medicine. And it was really interesting to see how much more openness and even interest there is at this point yeah. in time. Yeah, I really feel, I mean, I've, I've seen a, a two to three decade uh, progression, and I really think that uh, the current environment is very ripe for, uh, you know, some new 
finding or treatment to come along and uh, and gain a foothold and and get you know all the newer doctors to uh, to embrace it because I think you know they just want to see that the evidence is there right the the research has been done properly and and I agree that needs to happen and so you know we're trying to do it. Um, if any of your listeners want to learn more about what's in the formula, you can just Google KPAX vitamins or KPAX immune formula, and you'll be able to see uh, everything that's in that formula. And it's, it's been tried in patients for over 10 years now and uh, had very, very positive results. And, uh, you know, we're just continuing to do research studies on it to meet the level of evidence that the FDA requires before they, they give a treatment its, its approval, whether it be a synthetic treatment or a natural treatment. Well, I think that's a, a wonderful procedure, and I wish you all kinds of luck in proceeding on that level. Now, you have um, also a lot of interest in the link between inflammation and what we'll call aging. Now, actually, I am not against aging. In fact, I'm getting pretty aged, and I really like it, as a matter of fact. So I don't think it's so much aging as the diseases that can come along and the stresses that come along with aging. Right. Well, I, I like to call it uh, to try and promote healthy age. Excellent. Right? I love that term. Where, <laughs> where all the different systems of your body age at relatively the same rate, and one doesn't wear out prematurely. That, that's my goal. And so um, inflammation, what it's going to do after a, a period of time is wherever a person's genetic weak link is, that's going to be the part that burns out or is affected first, initially. So if a person has a genetic susceptibility to Alzheimer's or heart disease or diabetes, that inflammation is going to cause that weak link to occur sooner. And so decreasing inflammation through diet, exercise, stress management, uh, and the like, as well as taking uh, what I would call a potent antioxidant uh, multivitamin, I believe uh, is crucial to helping, uh, you know, keep inflammation from burning out uh, whatever part of your body is susceptible first and allowing all your systems to just age at a natural pace. Right, because when when people say anti-aging, uh, when you really think about that, it means, okay, so you don't want to get any older. <laughs> that might not right. be the best thing to wish for, but certainly that, that term is often used. Thank you for that excellent um, explanation. And you, it was really interesting that you brought up Tylenol because it's actually been in the news lately in terms of an interesting link between um, mothers using Tylenol when they're pregnant and actually a decreased learning capacity and increased ADHD in children. Oh. That, that was the newest research that came out. Um, I believe I, I read it. Michael Murray, who's a naturopath you might be familiar with, um, right. wrote up the study in a newsletter. So I read that um, just, just a, a short time ago, and you brought up the possibility of that being really stressful in the body as well, well particularly when it's used long term. 
You know, Ellen, it, that doesn't surprise me too much because the, the way that Tylenol uh, is toxic, the reason it's toxic is it's actually toxic to the mitochondria, which make energy. And the mitochondria are, are passed on only from the mother. So there are a tremendous number of maternal mitochondria in every egg, and when it, the egg is developing, it's those maternal mitochondria that are helping the egg develop properly. They're, they're, get, they're producing all the energy for the egg. And if a mother is taking a lot of Tylenol, that is toxic to those mitochondria. So um, it doesn't surprise me completely that you, uh, that you mentioned that. Well, there's just always so much more to learn, and we are at the end of our time together, unfortunately, because you are just a, a fantastic fountain of information. Dr. Kaiser, thank you so much for being with us today. And listeners, to find out more, you can certainly um, visit the website, which we mentioned earlier, John Kaiser, J-O-N-K-A-I-S-E-R, or you can Google K-Pax Immune Formula to see the nutrients that uh, Dr. Kaiser is discussing and researching. So I want to thank you so much for tuning into Herbally Yours, produced at the studios of WHPC, located on the campus of Nassau Community College in Garden City, New York. For more information about today's program, guest, or topic, our contact information is 516-572-7438 or whpc at ncc.edu or get in touch with me directly, Ellen Kamai, the natural nurse at naturalnurse.com. We remain inviting you to join us next week for another edition of Herbally Yours. Until then, stay healthy. Stay healthy.